Hey, Wolfpack Nation, it's Scott Woods, One Man Wolfpack, back again. We got a special guest, one of the best shooters uh, ever to come out of NC State. I wish we would have overlapped a year. We've, we've talked about it many times, but uh, Ralston Turner, welcome welcome to Scott Woods, One Man Wolfpack. Thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. Um, so it's been a minute since I've seen you, so kind of fill, fill everybody in. You know, what, what are you doing now? What's... What's happening in Ralston's life so you can fill everybody in kind of kind of post-state? Okay, so, um, you know, after school, I uh, played a couple years of professional basketball, played a little bit overseas, and uh, two years in the G League. Uh, after that, I left basketball in 2017. I started uh, in the financial industries as a financial advisor. Uh, started with Merrill Lynch, uh, but ended up switching over to Morgan Stanley here recently. Uh, I've been in Morgan Stanley now since September. Uh, so that's what I'm doing now, just helping people uh, manage their wealth, uh, trying to make good decisions. Uh, also coach, I coach a high school basketball team. You know, I feel like uh, for the rest of my life, I'll always love the game of basketball. Uh, it's taken me to a lot of places that I never thought I'd imagine being. Uh, and it's done a lot for me. So uh, I always want to give back. And that's my way of giving back. It's through the game of basketball as well. I, I understand. All right. So so from if I say it wrong, Muscle Shoals, is that how it's pronounced? Muscle Shoals. <laughs> All right. Shoals. So uh, listen, I don't know anything about like the the high school basketball there or the, or the level of basketball. Talk about what it was like to grow up in Muscle Shoals and, you know, play basketball and kind of that experience. So I actually did a podcast on this not too long ago. Uh, I'm from Northwest Alabama, and they asked me what that experience was like growing up. And, uh, you know, everyone knows Alabama for football. I mean, it's no secret, right? Uh, and I grew up in the Northwest corner of Alabama. So it's, it's weird where Alabama has, in different pockets of the state, there's different kinds of, of basketball, right? So um, I grew up in Northwest Alabama uh, at the time. Um, you know, football was dominant, uh, all my friends played football and baseball. So, you know, I was the one that was in the gym and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, what are y'all doing after school? We're going to go run some routes and lift some weights. I'm like, y'all don't want to go shoot any jump shots or anything like that. Uh, so that was just something that I had to overcome in my life. Uh, just the, the football aspect of it. But, uh, I also feel like the state's a little bit underrated in terms of some of the talent that's here and that comes out of here, uh, just because we're known so much for football. Yeah. Now, did, would you say, like, because it was a football state, would you say that the level of competition in your high school level suffered? Or would you say, you know, now that that just made it, you know, a lot more athletic because you had those football guys that not, weren't necessarily, you know, basketball players. We've all seen them before. But the athleticism was there. So would you say that kind of hurt the level of competition a little bit? Or would you say the level of competition was still pretty solid? I feel like the level of competition was pretty solid because, again, as you mentioned, uh, we definitely had the athletes. We've got the athletes in the yeah. state. Uh, I just think <laughs> from in terms of basketball, um, I guess you find more players from Alabama that are, are raw. Is that the right Is that the right word right. to say? That's, because, that's uh, the term I use. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you, like, for example, North Carolina. I was just looking at this not too long ago on Twitter. Um, I mean, how many players are on active rosters just from the state of North Carolina? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then you look at Alabama in the South. I mean, how many players are on active NFL roster? So it's just a shift. But in terms of the athleticism, uh, that part's there. So um, I think the only part that suffered was just the exposure. People don't really think basketball players come from Alabama, but there are some good basketball players here. 
I just remember, so I was, when I was in high school and we had a, we had an AU tournament, I don't know if it was the Peach Jam or, or where was that? It was, we, we were playing somewhere down South and I think it was in Georgia. And I remember there was two Alabama teams there and I, you probably know the names of them, but I, I mean, the point guard was probably six, two, the rest of them was all six, nine. So, <laughs> I mean, you, you got some good stuff in the water there in Alabama because you guys got, you got the athletes in the size there for sure. So kind of. Let's move into, you know, you're, you get out of your high school, you decide you want to go to LSU. Kind of talk talk your recruiting process a little bit, you know, kind of some of the, the teams that you were considering, and then, you know, your first two years at LSU. Okay. So, uh, coming out of high school, um, obviously Alabama was on the list. Uh, LSU was on the list. Uh, who else was in that list? Butler. Uh, really like Butler. Butler would have been a good fit. Brad Stevens, I loved what they were doing up there at Butler. Uh, Butler was on my list. Uh, Mike Bray at Notre Dame. Uh, I went on an official visit to Notre Dame. Uh, hey, so and they play. Their style I can't even, I can't even interrupt you because what it sounds like is we had the same recruiting path. So we could have very easily ended up at Butler and Notre Dame together. So, all right, continue on. So, um, you know, it's actually a funny story. Uh, I ended up going to LSU, but uh, when their head coach, Trent Johnson, at the time, he got there – uh, in 2008, the spring of 2008, which was my sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets the job and he calls my high school coach. My high school coach is like, yeah, uh, Coach Johnson at LSU calls and uh, he's interested in talking to you. And uh, I was like, LSU is cool. They just went to a Final Four a couple years ago, but there's probably no way I'll ever end up at LSU, right? Yeah. So long story short, um, I kind of fell in love with that team and that coach. All right. So I did my homework and I knew Trent Johnson. Uh, He was at Stanford. He had the Lopez twins. He had Landry Field. So he had a great uh, group there at Stanford. Went to uh, a bunch of NCAA tournaments. Um, But I just fell in love with him and and, and what they were trying to do at LSU. Um, Obviously, the next year was 08-09, which is my junior year. Uh, they had won the SEC outright. He was the coach of the year. Uh, they had the player of the year in Marcus Thornton. Uh, they lost in Greensboro in the second round to eventual national champs. Uh, I'm not going to say their names. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, everything was trending in the right direction. Uh, we had three out of four of us uh, were top 100 recruits. Uh, so this, the future was bright. Uh, I went to LSU. I chose it. I, I felt good about my decision. Uh, and I got there, and um, you know as well as I know, sometimes the vision that you have going in is not exactly the way things turn out. Uh, so, uh, you know, all in all, I enjoyed my time at LSU. I, I enjoyed going to school there. I, I met a lot of great people. Uh, but I was just looking for something a little bit more in terms of basketball. Uh, again, to go back to my football analogy, not only Alabama, but the whole Southeast is known for its football. Yeah. Right. So uh, when you're at schools like that with dominant football programs, um, sometimes that can overshadow other programs. Uh, And and especially guys like me and you love basketball uh, to death. Uh, When you go to places like that and all the resources are basketball, um, all the focus is on basketball. uh, Sometimes uh, that can make the environment um, not as fun to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll give you a funny story. Uh, so when I came to NC State, I think 
you guys, my redshirt year, you guys, the first game or the exhibition game we played was against Belmont Abbey. Is that right? That it might right. have been. I don't know. <laughs> so, it was, so it was after a football game, and, and, and everyone got in for free. Uh, and we're talking about an exhibition game. There were more people at that exhibition game that were at any of my SEC games <laughs> at LSU not named Kentucky. Everybody wanted to see Kentucky play. Uh, but I was looking for the experience, right? Like, I, yeah. I wanted to go to NCAA tournaments. I wanted to play with great players. Uh, I wanted to play somewhere where basketball mattered. So uh, I decided to, you know, at the time, there was no transfer portal. You had to go to the compliance office and get a, uh, you had to get your release. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they give you this letter to tell you you can't go to X, Y, and Z schools. Uh, so I get that letter. Uh, and I'm just reaching out to people. And Mark Godfrey, who was the coach at Alabama, uh, I had a great relationship with him. He recruited me when I was in high school. Uh, I knew him well. I played AAU basketball with his son. So, you know, that was a, a bridge that I had already crossed in terms of I already know who you are, so I don't have to go through that again. Yeah. Uh, but I remember telling my parents, I said, you know, I was looking for somewhere that was just uh, an upgrade. You know, yeah. That's all I'm looking for is an upgrade. So I uh, come to Raleigh, uh, <laughs> and everybody talking to me about Scott Wood. I'm like, okay, well, who <laughs> – I've seen Scott Wood play on TV because I did see a few of you, get, you guys' games that year, but uh, in 2011, 2012. Uh, so I'm like, okay. And they were like, well, Scott Wood's a senior. And after he's gone, we're going to need someone else to step into that role. So I'm like, okay. Uh, so there's my playing time opportunity. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that it was mine, but there's an opportunity there. So that was, that was the first thing that was important. So I come on a visit to Raleigh. Uh, and when I get there, I immediately, like, feel this sense of comfort. Like, okay, yeah. it, it, something feels good about this, right? So I uh, get over to campus, and uh, I'm seeing everything. Um, they're showing me clips of, you know, how I fit in with the system. Uh, Thomas Detay and Alex Johnson were the only two on campus. I came in the summertime. Uh, so they were my host, and I was with Levi <laughs> Watkins. Um and they're taking me around and, and we're in the Dell center and I played some pickup basketball, you know, I did the whole nine yards, but uh, I remember leaving and saying to myself, I was like, you know, mom, in every way, this is an upgrade. All right. PNC yeah. arena is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal place to play a college basketball game. Yeah. Uh, the ACC, I mean, it speaks for itself. My opinion, the toughest uh, basketball conference in college basketball. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, you guys had just come off a Sweet 16 run, and you've got three McDonald's All-Americans coming in, and most of you guys returning back. Like, whew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, how can I say no to this? So, yeah. that that was my decision to come to NC State. So, now, did, did you feel that all, like, that there was, I'm trying to think the word for it, like a, a transition? So, I talk, you know, a, a lot about, you know, guys making the jump from high school to college and how there's a difference in level. Did you feel like there was a difference or did you feel like it was a lot closer, you know, going from the SEC to the ACC or did you feel like there was a difference in play or style or anything like that? Definitely, definitely. Because when I was at LSU, uh, we played more of a grinded out style. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the teams that we played against, uh, you know, they had big guys, physical guys. Uh, so that was kind of the game in the SEC at the time. Uh, with the exception of two or three schools, you know, but then I get to the ACC and everybody's running. <laughs> you know, it's a little more up and down. And Coach Godfrey's yeah. saying, I want to score 80 every game. So I'm like, okay, I'm having to now go from this 210, 212-pound guard 
you know, chucking everybody in the paint and, and grinding it out to now I'm having to lose some weight, get down to about 204, 205, <laughs> so I can rip and run and run corner all day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the styles were definitely different in terms of, you know, the ACC, there was a lot more up and down, a lot more points being scored. And at the time when I was in the SEC, uh, it was a lot more, you know, defensive-minded, grinded-out type styles. Yeah, for sure. And now you, you're at NC State. You get to NC State. Obviously, you know, you redshirted, which would have been my senior year and Richard's senior year. Uh, and I'll mention it probably 100 times while we're on the show. We would have loved to have you my senior year. You would have been the, like the perfect glue guy that we needed that year. So talk the difference, you know, going into your junior year and senior year. Kind of compare those two and kind of the differences between those two years that you had there. Okay, so – uh, the redshirt year was tough in a sense of, you know, just sitting out not playing games. Uh, I always had to remind myself why I was there, you know, and, mm -hmm. and why I chose to sit out. So uh, I did a lot of learning that year. You know, I watched everything. I absorbed everything because I just wanted to be as ready as possible. You know, I watched, you know, for, for example, uh, they're telling me that next year Scott's leaving and you got to come into this role. I'm watching you. Like, yeah. You're probably you're one of the best shooters I've ever seen, right? So <laughs> I'm looking at you. I'm watching you shoot that pill. <laughs> I'm watching how you come off these screens. I'm watching, you know, what does he do when Tyler Thornton at Duke is getting on his nerves? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm watching everything. All right. So uh red shirt junior year comes up. And uh first four games, we went two and two. Mm -hmm. Um played pretty good, but not great. Um it's one of those things where you got to shake off the rust because I know people may not really think this, you know, a lot of times when you have a person that transfers, it's like, okay, he's playing this year. He's going to come out. He's going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Um, but there's like a transition period there because you just haven't played in a year. You know what I'm saying? So the last time I played, I was an LSU tiger playing in a completely different style of play. And now I'm at NC state a whole like two years later playing in a different style. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was an adjustment, you know, also um, a new team. I mean, how many of you guys left after that first year? They, I think the percentage was we lost 70% of our scoring. Yeah. Uh, it was like, you know, the Calvary left. So all, all of a sudden we got all these question marks around us. Who's going to step up? Uh, you know, we've got now Tyler Lewis, who's stepping into a role and playing more minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, TJ was TJ. You know, yeah. <laughs> like TJ's going to be TJ. We got freshman Lenar Freeman. We got BJ Anya, Kyle Washington, uh, Cat Barber. So we're kind of young, yeah. you know. Uh, but that year was good for me. Uh, I, I felt like from the start of that year to the end, I, I, I grew up a lot. Uh, I learned what it was to be an ACC player. Um, I actually think our team, you know, again, with so many question marks, we finally – somewhere around January, kind of figured out, you know, what it took to win. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was also the year that we got in, you know, we were on the bubble. We got into the play-in game. So that was, uh, it's not comfortable to be on the bubble. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but after that year, you know, we had come into the team meeting and we said next year, uh, we don't want to be sitting on the bubble. You know, we want, yeah. we want to do ourselves a favor and make sure that we get in. So, uh, whenever uh, Selection Sunday comes, we know that we should be in. Uh, so senior year comes around. Now we got Trevor, who's coming out of – Trevor Lacey, who's coming out of uh, yep. his redshirt year. Um, and we've got 
all those young guys I just mentioned were a year older. Uh, but TJ's gone. So there's still these question marks. Like, okay, so now the ACC player of the year is gone. Uh, what are the rest of you going to do? Uh, and, and that year, you know, we were really excited about the talent that we had. Uh, we thought that we had a good group. And we thought that, you know, if we did it together, uh, we could probably accomplish a lot of things that year. So uh, season gets off rolling and, and, and we're, doing, we're doing pretty good. Uh, get into conference play, uh, start off kind of hot, and then all of a sudden something happened. <laughs> uh, so it was a point in ACC play where we were five and seven. We were five and seven, and we're like, yo, this, this can't be right. Uh, so we, we just had to kind of make some changes and, and, and just kind of strap the boots on, and, you know, our backs were to the wall. So it's like, okay, if you want to make it to the NCAA tournament, you, you better start fighting right now. So it started with, uh, started at Louisville. It was on Valentine's day. We go to Louisville, we win, uh, come back home. I think we played Virginia tech at home. We win. Then we go to Carolina and we win. And it was like in the matter of a week and a half, our picture went from out to in. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up finishing that conference season um, 10 and 8. Uh, went to the ACC tournament, uh, beat Pittsburgh, lost to Duke. Uh, get to the NCAA tournament. All right. So now we're playing against LSU, uh, my former school. And it was so weird, man. Uh, <laughs> I, we had a practice at the Dale on Sunday and uh, we're watching the selection show. And they say, you know, Raleigh, NC State, Wolfpack, and then they say we'll be playing the LSU Tigers. And you just saw the look on my face, dude. <laughs> I was I was eating some food and I almost spit that stuff out on the floor. I was like, dog, I can't believe this. You're gonna talk about the full circle of life. Uh so everybody's jumping. There's a picture somewhere. Everybody was jumping up and down. I'm just sitting in my seat, like, I can't believe this. Um <laughs> Also, funny note, I was walking on campus the next day and a guy passed by me and he was like, uh, congrats on making the NCAA tournament. Did you know that you guys play LSU? And I was like, no, nah, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was weird for me. Uh, phone was blowing up. So I actually deleted all my social media apps that week uh, because I just kept thinking to myself, you know, I left there. I'm a senior um this is not the way I want my career to end losing yeah. to the team that I left to so um we ended up going there and we were losing we're down at halftime and uh we ended up coming back BJ Anya made the most phenomenal shot ever uh our coaches have been telling him forever to quit shooting that left-handed hook shot and for the <laughs> win he goes up with the left-handed hook shot and it goes in and Malik Abu almost gets a goal in or sorry, uh, basket interference. Um, and then we go to the next round and we play the one seed Villanova. And we just, we were ready to play. I mean, we played a great game. Uh, so ended up going to the Sweet 16 that year. And, and in my opinion, you know, Louisville ended up beating us, but uh, we could have come out the other side as well. You know, I just mm -hmm. felt like I heard, I've heard you say this before about your team where y'all, you felt like y'all had the talent, but you just didn't make it as far as you, you know, thought you guys could have. Yeah. Uh, I felt that way about that year's team. I felt like we had a great team that year. Uh, and I felt like we could have made it a little further, but that just wasn't in the cards for us. So all in all, man, uh, that was my two years. I had a great time. Uh, my two years, um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, I mean, all I can remember is that, uh, 
obviously that tipping and that run was one of the crazier runs. And then they beat the uh, Villanova. And all I can picture is that the chick that played the flute or whatever it is. <laughs> like, even to this day, it's nothing NC State related. It'll just be her crying, playing <laughs> playing the flute or whatever she's playing. And it's just somebody making fun of her on one of those memes. So that's all I can picture from that run now is just that, that moment of y'all beating Villanova and her crying. What do you think she's going to say 20 years from now when she's in some other walk of life and that picture <laughs> just keeps surfacing forever? By then, they're going to have some new technology. I feel like, okay, when I was playing, obviously, Instagram and Twitter were, like, happening. But by then, that might even be gone and forgotten about. But to this day, I still – people will be posting something that where somebody's upset and it's her crying. Literally, they're going to post some meme of her. And I'm like, yeah, that was my that was my alma mater right there that did that to her. So They call it a Pocoyo girl. Pecola girl. The Pecola? Pecola girl. I ain't got an idea what it was. Yeah. We'll figure somebody will message me after they see the podcast and figure out but until then I'm gonna call it the <laughs> flute, the the O-bone or trombone, one of those. It's, so I don't know. But this is the one question I really wanted to ask you. So the year you transferred and you knew you had to sit out. I know that like from being on the team, you were on the scout team the, the whole year, and we absolutely hated you because any <laughs> any person that was getting it up, you you would be that person in the scout. So, you know, we're playing Kyrie Irving. I don't even know who was that year. For example, you would be Kyrie Irving, so you'd be getting Very it great. up, and you would just be torching us. So kind of talk about that scout team and what you think it kind of did for your game because looking back on it, I think, you know, you being with those guys and you knowing that every day you come to practice, you're going to be the guy. And even though it's not our offense per se, you're getting the ball and you're, you know, running everything. What did that do for your game? And do you feel like that kind of jumped you to the next level a little bit? I think that year was as much uh, beneficial to me as any year I've ever had in basketball. Uh, And a lot for that reason. Right. So when I get to NC State, you know, one of the things I'm thinking about is earning the respect of, of my teammates and, and, and my coaches. So one way to do that is to shut up and practice hard. Yeah, <laughs> That's one way to do it. Uh, but one of the things that, that I enjoyed about it was, um, I okay, so you guys had an ultra-talented team. You guys were ultra-talented. And I knew that if I could get out there with you guys and at least just hold my own, Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that the next year it would kind of give me some confidence knowing that, okay, I can do this, you know, cause I haven't played in the ACC yet. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good player, but I haven't, I haven't jumped in these waters yet. Uh, and you guys are talented. So, um, you know, I went out there every day uh, just with the mindset of get better. Uh, Levi used to text me when I was in class <laughs> and he used to be like, okay, you're Eric Green today. <laughs> or uh you know you're this guy today so you better shoot the ball I'm like okay uh so I get to practice you know and 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 every day before practice I'd be down there with coach Lutz and we'd be going through the sets yeah and and they would be telling me like what I'm supposed to do like you need to go right and you need to keep spinning and shoot turnaround jumpers or every time you touch it I don't care if you're at half court you need to let it fly like the ball has to hit your hand every time you know what I'm saying so yeah uh it also helped me learn and put other things into my game you know what i'm saying like like i just got to try so it was like freestyle every day 
And that's one of the things too, like looking back on it, and a lot of fans probably don't know this, how detailed the scout is. Like Bobby Lutz would know he goes 85% left or when he goes right, he always gets to the rim. When he goes left, he always shoots a pull-up jumper. So when, when it came to the scout team, he would tell us as defenders what we're trying to make him do, and you would try to do what that guy on that night would do. So to me, in my mind, and, and I, I know this is why, you know, you got a lot better is because you did a lot of things that you necessarily wouldn't want to do. So you kind of get add a couple things to your game that, you know, you kind of not necessarily learn from someone else, but you're being forced to do for the scout team, which only helps you. Exactly. There were times that year uh, where, again, he's telling me what I'm doing. Like, you're going to go right yep. and cross over, but you got to get back to your right. And you guys knew what I was trying to do. So sometimes there was a little frustrating that it's like, I'm trying to force the issue, but I can't because y'all know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean – Again, it was just something that I felt like just it just made me better, man. I mean, I, I enjoyed going against you guys. You guys certainly made me better. And I felt like, you know, as an ultimate teammate, I owed it to you guys. It was my responsibility to do my part to help make sure you guys are ready. I may not be playing in the game, but I'll do my part up until the game. So that was probably one of the most fun times of my life that year <laughs> as a red shirt on scout team. Well, and that's the thing, I, like you definitely earned our respect and, and everything on, on that level. But, and we've talked about a little bit on, I had Stotts who was a walk on at state. We talked about that. A lot of people don't realize what the scout team has to go through. Like they show up before practice, they're learning. They not only need to know our plays when they run five on O and our stuff, but now they have to learn another team stuff. And I mean, we can have two, three games in a week and that's not easy you know, you learn Boston College's stuff. Three days later, now you got, you know, Clemson. And then two days later, all of a sudden we got Duke. And you got to constantly understand what you're playing. And, and trust, Bobby Luth would lay into you, and you know, even if you <laughs> even hold back. So that that's one of the things, you know, me looking back on, I appreciated it because our scout team was so good. They were so solid. They were so effective. Me as a guy that I wouldn't classify as like a great defender or a great athletic player it made it easier for me now in the game because I literally knew everything that that team was doing so that Dude, I want to give a shout out to our scout team teammates <laughs> as well because you are right sometimes I look back at some of the stuff I'm like man how did we do that like you're for real like we come in and and like you said we play Wake Forest on Wednesday we play Virginia Tech on Saturday and we're yep. in here learning five sets for practice yep. and you gotta you better run them right like, yeah, not get out there and not know what you're doing. I keep, uh, I keep Lucy saying, don't have a cow. Exactly. I keep saying one of these days I'm gonna have like four of us on that we're all scout team and just let them talk stories because they would have some of the best stories. That's that's <laughs> that'll be one of my podcasts because you know they won't hold back either. They will they no. will call out every player, say everything they did wrong in a practice. They will they will not hold back. So let's we'll move on a little bit from kind of kind of NC State. Talk, you're into coaching now. Um, kind of talk about this, because this is one thing that's kind of interesting to me. You're a great player. Now you're coaching, you know, kids that may not have necessarily the skill you had or the athleticism you had. Talk about the difficulties from you being a really, really good player to now coaching players that, you know, not, not aren't necessarily on your level, but you're trying to get them there and the difficulties that that may have. So... 
early on, I struggled with that uh, because I just expected people like, if I could do it, you should be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, what I had to do is kind of take a couple steps back. I had to say, okay, first of all, what's my why? Why am I here? And I'm here to impact kids. I'm here to make them better. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to help them gain confidence. Uh, so I just tried to keep it simple. So instead of now me being hard or critical about what I think they should be able to do or what they can't do, uh, I just turned it into more of number one, have you gotten better? Yeah. Number two, are you playing the right way? And number three, do you play hard? You know, I asked, uh, one of my friends one time, I said, what, what do you think makes a high school coach a good high school coach? Cause obviously you don't go recruit your talent. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, he said, if you can get your, your kids to play hard every night, uh, you got to think about it, man. These are 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids. Uh, you never know what you're going to get from day to yeah. day with them. Um, and obviously, you know, some of them don't have aspirations of playing at the highest level. So once basketball is over, they want to go home and play video games. You know, they don't care about it to the level that I or you cared about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was an adjustment, too. So I just kind of tried to simplify it for myself uh, and, and, and just say, you know, are you getting better? Are you learning? And are you playing hard? And if I can get you to do those three things, uh, I feel like it's a win in my book. Yeah, especially in the high school level. I feel like playing hard can win you a lot of games at, at the high school level. I mean, you've got probably two or three like good high school players and, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth man, seventh man off the bench, you know, you might drop off on the level a little bit, but if you can get those guys to play hard, you, you can win a lot of games for sure. So absolutely. Cause I, I just did a broadcast. It was Fuquay Verena, apex friendship. And, and, and that was the one thing I, I noticed was the drop a little bit of drop off on competition, but if you can find a way to kind of, because APEC friendship ended up winning, but they had, you know, the rest of that, those guys were really playing hard, really executing, running the right way, playing the right way. And that's basically the reason they won, not necessarily because they had more talent, because the other team probably had more talent, but they played hard and did it the right way. You got to keep it simple. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we're going to touch on current NC State just, just a little bit, because I know me included, there's a lot of frustrated fans out there right now with this stretch that's come down. Just, just talk. What What do you think they need moving forward um, to kind of turn it around? I mean, you mentioned it. You guys were five and seven ACC. You know, a lot of times it results in team meetings. I wasn't a big fan of team meetings, but you know, sometimes it's team meeting. What do you think they need to kind of turn this ship around and get it in the right direction? Uh, I think the first thing that kind of sticks out to me is just having contributions along. Uh, the line from everyone, you know, mm-hmm. and on a consistent basis. Uh, you know, it can't be A player one time and B player one time and C player one time. Like, can we get A, B, and C together? Yeah. Uh, so so that's one observation of mine. The other one is just kind of, you know, an offense, um, you know, they run a lot of ball screens, a lot of pick and roll. Um, there's a lot of space on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe at times, it, you know, it might be something helpful to just kind of, you know, we want a three. You know, let's 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 draw up this play and uh, run a run a screen for our shooter, you know, just to get a certain uh, shot. Or, you know, if we want to go to our big down low, you know, let's run a specific set for him just to get him this exact touch. Uh, Because, you know, I can speak from my experience and you probably know this, too. Um, 
I used to love when Coach Garfield called corner. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's something that kind of gives you confidence when it's like, okay, I know this is for me. Yeah. You know, so sometimes once you can get that going and see one in, see one go in, uh, you know, it just kind of changed the outlook. So uh, again, you know, I think just moving forward, maybe uh, just a a more balanced uh, effort on offense because uh, I think they play hard. You know, I, yeah. I don't I don't feel like their issue is playing hard at all. You know, that's For not sure. it. I just think there's probably just some you know little tweaks that they might could make. Um, but um, that's my thoughts. Yeah, and I think that's that's and that's the thing with with Coach Keats's team. You it's very rare you can question you know the effort on that night. You know, but uh, there's just times where like you've kind of mentioned on the offensive end. You know, things get we talked about it prior to the show a little bit stagnant, a little bit standstill. And and as a player, you you just want to feel involved, even though the play may not necessarily be for you. I want to feel like maybe I'll just go set a down screen. Maybe I'll set a flare just to have the defense, you know. Maybe the action's all the way on the right side and I'm on the left side, but maybe I can just distract them just enough that makes me feel involved, that it can open something up for somebody else. So I've obviously – I feel like I've talked about it. I talked about it on Pack Pride's thing, just – that offensive flow and that continuity. And obviously I've said it, the best teams I've ever been on, you just mentioned it, the best teams I've ever been on, it, you have that consistency at the top. Nobody's averaging 20. It's just that, you know, right. you got four or five players right around 13. And I think they actually, they do kind of have that consistency at the scoring position. But it's like you said, it's just kind of one night you'll have a guy have 13. The next night he's there for two. You got to have that reliability that they're, they're kind of missing. So hopefully – uh, the next one's going to be a big one because I know they got a tough stretch coming up. So hopefully they can they can figure it out. So I got a couple goofy questions to to end it up. So these are just All easy right. just easy questions. Just All have right. fun with it. The first one is: Have you ever watched Sweet Home Alabama all the way through? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh, not. Man, I, I figured that was like for me watching Hoosiers. So I like I've watched Hoosiers a hundred times. I figured you've watched Sweet Home Alabama. But I know I know a lot of the words to the song "Sweet Home Alabama." Is oh, that, that all right? I think it's Leonard Skinner. If I get that one wrong, my mom will be mad. So at least at least you got that one down. So all right, the next one, favorite place near campus, just near campus, uh, to eat your favorite place. Can I use the same one as someone else has said yeah. before? Yeah, I, I like Amedios. I love Amedios. Amedios is easy one to pick. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, listen, all the ones I've heard, I cannot complain. They've all named great ones. So we're, we're slowly starting to get a enough people on the show that we're going to get a good, you know, poll on it, where, where the best place is. So I think that's a medio second one. So you you can't go wrong with that. All right. And then the last question before we send you off your best memory in an NC state uniform. Ooh, uh, probably going over to UNC and winning uh, my senior year. Uh, it was a quote or some statement that was said uh, before the game that, you know, NC State will never win the Dean Dome unless hell freezes over. And that night we won. It actually snowed outside. So uh, it was actually pretty cool. But uh, that was probably the best one. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. I know we'll we'll have you back on the show for sure. So everybody listening, please like, subscribe do all that fun stuff that I don't really understand, but please, please do it on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. 
Ralston, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know I'll be in touch with you. I'm sure we'll have you back on the show. We'll play some golf. I heard you got the golf bug, so we gotta we gotta get you down here to play play some golf a little bit. So thank you for ha- for coming on and, and go pack. Thanks, man. Good to see you.